20 people arrested during a prostitution sting, a bizarre chase in Harnett County, and it's time to check your medicine cabinet and properly get rid of outdated medicine we have the way. Those stories and more on Episode 8 of Crime Time on FayObserver.com, featuring Fayetteville Observer Police and Crime Reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news and hearing from those involved. And a reminder, anyone we discuss who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. A sting operation aimed at identifying potential victims of human trafficking and those taking part in prostitution resulted in 20 people being arrested on Friday, March 16th. Quite the roundup there, Nancy. Um, yes, Fayetteville police would not identify the hotel where the operation took place, but it was in the area of Owen Drive, I'm told. Um, a total of um, 29 people were arrested, as you said, um, most for misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution. However, three people were charged with felony offenses. And those were Charles Robert Fisher of Stedman with promotion of prostitution, Candace Ray Grimm of Fayetteville with possession of heroin, misdemeanor solicitation of prostitution, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia, and Michelle Yvonne Pagan of Fayetteville with promotion of uh, prostitution, possession of cocaine, and misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Here's Fayetteville Police Sergeant Sean Strepe to tell us more about the operation. So they did do an undercover operation in regards to prostitution, and it was really aimed at uh, human trafficking. We have a lot of people, um, and it's not unique to Fayetteville, but there are a lot of people uh, nationwide that are the victims of human trafficking and survivors. So this was aimed at trying to identify some of those people in order to get them out of that situation. During the operation, they were able to charge and arrest uh, 20 people with various crimes, uh, mostly misdemeanors, but some felonies as well. And they did... um, they are going through the process of conducting follow-ups at this time um, based on some of the information they gathered in relations to human trafficking. Um, agencies taking part in this were human trafficking units from the Fayetteville Police Department and the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office, as well as the U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command at Fort Bragg, the State Bureau of Investigation, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Also taking part was Five Sparrows, a group working to counter human trafficking and assisting victims of human trafficking. And Nancy, in an unrelated case, a Clinton man is accused of forcing a woman into prostitution by coercing her with a controlled substance, according to warrants in the Cumberland County Magistrate's Office. Andrew Francisco Dahl was charged Wednesday, March 21st, with four counts each of human trafficking, an adult victim, and promoting prostitution. The woman was held in, quote, sexual servitude from September 1st until December 25th, according to the warrants. Dahl is accused of recruiting the woman to perform sexual acts in return for heroin. Human trafficking continuing to be a problem in Cumberland County. Well, Nancy, let's move on to our next story. A rather bizarre case out of Harnett County. A Lillington couple is accused of firing shots at a Sanford man as they chased him and deliberately blocked a road with their vehicle, causing a crash and handcuffing him, according to the Harnett County Sheriff's Office. Their son is accused of taking part as well. Mark Christian Gettleman Sr., 
Darlene Rowena Gettleman, both of Lillington, and Mark Christian Gettleman Jr. of Spring Lake were charged in the incident that happened March 15th on Buffalo Lake Road, which runs from NC-87 to NC-27. You know, I'm not sure we know the whole story, Nancy, but what we do know is indeed bizarre. It makes you want to know more about what caused this to take place. Well, since this incident happened and we found out about it, um, I have learned a few things. I've learned that the Gettleman's had put up money for a bondsman to get Mr. Emmons out of jail. And I don't know why he was in jail. But the Gettleman's apparently heard a rumor that Mr. Emmons was not going to appear in court, which, of course, means they would lose their money. Um, What I've been told is that on March 15th, the Gettleman's went looking for Emmons and spotted him in a store somewhere in the area of NC-87 and Buffalo Lake Road. Um, Emmons, who saw them, uh, jumped into a vehicle and drove into the Carolina Hills neighborhood, which is right off NC-87 off Buffalo Lake Road. Right, right. Sorry. Um, So what happened then, the Gettleman's apparently followed him they were in their car and their son was with them and he jumped out and ran after mr emmons um and he mr emmons had jumped out of the car he was in and was running and at some point during all this shots were fired um mr emmons apparently got into a vehicle he was a passenger (coughs) excuse me in a vehicle and so they drove out of the subdivision onto uh, Buffalo Lake Road. The Gettleman's um, apparently followed them, or somehow or another, they ended up on the road as well. Um, and in the meantime, the um, somebody in the area had reported hearing shots fired in this neighborhood where the pursuit, foot pursuit began. Um, and when the deputies got there, which apparently was around the time of this wreck, they discovered the incidents were related. Okay, meanwhile, Gettleman Sr. and his wife are in their car, and they see the car that Mr. Emmons is riding in, and they see it near the Spout Spring Emergency Services building. So the Gettleman's allegedly pulled their car into the path of the car in which Mr. Emmons is riding, and it causes a wreck, and it causes the car that Mr. Emmons is in to flip over. Oh, wow. And at that point, the Gettleman's got out of their car, and they got out and went after Mr. Emmons, who I'm, I'm told that they actually drew weapons on him, they handcuffed him and took his cell phone. Um, and when, at some point during all this, Mr. Emmons was able to contact his family. Family members showed up at the scene of this wreck, and of course the Gettleman's drove off right. at that point. Um, the younger son, well, the younger Gettleman, I'm sorry, was not with the parents when the vehicle crash happened. But as I was told, the Gettleman's are not bonds, they're not bondsmen. Um, and don't know why they decided to do this. Um, so 
probably not a great idea. No, it, it did, certainly did not turn out well. Gettleman Sr. and Darlene Gettleman are charged with robbery with a dangerous weapon, second-degree kidnapping, conspiracy, and five misdemeanors to include assault by pointing a gun, assault with a deadly weapon, hit and run, leaving the scene of an accident, impersonating law enforcement, and going armed to the terror of the public. Gettleman Jr. was charged with second-degree kidnapping and conspiracy. Well, let's move on to our third story, Nancy. An altercation in the Brookshire neighborhood on Wednesday, March 21st, left one man dead. There's an interesting angle to this story. Tell us about that. Um, This fatal shooting involved um, two soldiers who were serving with the U.S. Army Special Operation Command, according to a a spokesperson for for the Special Operations Command. Mark Daniel Leshikar was shot and pronounced dead uh, shortly after Cumberland County Sheriff's Office deputies arrived at at the house on Crystal Springs Road, which is off Camden Road, um, where this shooting took place. It was in the Brookshire neighborhood. Um, It's a nice area, nice houses in there. Uh, Anyway, the soldier who did the shooting has not been identified we are also still waiting on a press release from fort bragg to give us more information about mr leshikar about his his service um where he'd been what what kind of uh, honors and awards he had won um but i did discover today on the sheriff's office website there was an incident report that uh, said the shooting took place at the home of the person who did the shooting that person has still not been identified but it did say that the relationship between the person who shot and mr leshikar they were brothers-in-law okay well it'll be interesting to see how that turns out maybe we can uh, have something on that on next week's show a Fayetteville man was charged Wednesday, March 21st, with trying to kill a man during a robbery that happened in 2017. Marcus Arecio McKnight of Ashton Road is charged with attempted murder, assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill, inflicting serious injury, robbery with a dangerous weapon, and possession of a firearm by a felon. Nancy, if you could remind us about the details of this crime. Well, this shooting and robbery happened on November 5th, um, Warrants um, and arrest documents say that Mr. McKnight kicked in the door of a residence on Forest Forest View Drive, which is in the Wilmore Heights neighborhood off Ireland Drive. And according to these documents, once Mr. McKnight was inside, he shot Keyson Cook in the hand and the stomach. McKnight then stood over Mr. Cook and shot him in the neck. After that... Mr. McKnight is alleged to have gone through Mr. Cook's pants pockets and took a, quote, undetermined amount of money and or an unknown amount of drugs. Well, it sounds like to me this was not exactly a random act of someone just picking out a house to rob. You know, the authorities believe the two men knew each other, drug-related or anything to it? Um, The authorities haven't said, but based on what I have been seeing um, as a crime reporter here in Cumberland County, um, what I've seen over the last several months in a lot of these shootings is that they are known, they are acquaintances to each other, and most of the time, according to what I have been told, there are drugs involved. All righty. 
Well, drug arrest in the news in neighboring Bladen County this time. Three Bladen County residents were arrested on heroin, cocaine, and other drug charges on Friday, March 16th, and on Monday, March 19th. An Elizabethtown man on probation was arrested after a search of the home turned up at least five guns and marijuana. Let's start with the first story, Nancy, the three arrested on March 16th. The big story here is the bail for one of those accused. Her name is Nancy Kane Pruitt. Good name. Yeah, no, Nancy. no relation. I, no, I no Nancy relation. Um, she lives on Tobermory Road uh, in Bladen County. Her bail was set at $1 million. Wow. And, yeah, and according to the Bladen County Sheriff's Office, she's the first person in Bladen County to be jailed since a district attorney, John David, announced in February that he would seek to have anyone anyone's bail set at one million dollar for anybody who was identified as a heroin dealer he would ask that bail to be set at one million dollars and they got it and they got it um they also got narcotics officers also got heroin marijuana and drug paraphernalia and an undisclosed amount of money from pruitt's residence Pruitt is charged with manufacturing heroin, trafficking in heroin, possessing heroin, possessing heroin with intent to manufacture, sell, or deliver, and maintaining a drug dwelling. She also is charged with possessing cocaine, possessing marijuana with intent to manufacture, sell and deliver, misdemeanor possession of a controlled substance, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. Wow, that's quite a list. Wow, that's... uh... (laughs) Quite, quite the list there. It's a mouthful, too. Yeah, that's right. Well, let's <laughs> uh, just add a, a, another person at the residence. Tara Lee Atkinson is charged with possessing, possessing heroin, possessing heroin with intent to manufacture, sell, or deliver, maintaining a drug dwelling, misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia, misdemeanor possession of adulterants used to dilute drugs. Now, that wasn't the only search warrant the Bladen County Sheriff's deputies executed recently. The second came at the home of Houston Junis Smith, who lived on uh, McLeod Street in Elizabethtown. He was charged with possessing cocaine, maintaining a drug dwelling, manufacturing cocaine, possession of marijuana, misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia, and misdemeanor possession of adulterants. He also was charged with felony fleeing to elude law enforcement officers. Also from Bladen County, the sheriff's office searched the home of an Elizabethtown man on probation, found some items that led to his arrest. Nancy, give us the details on this one. Well, Sheriff James McVicker says at least five guns and a quantity of marijuana were found at the home of Terrell Monkeel, also known as Thuggy Shipman, who lives on Twisted Hickory Road, about two miles south of Dublin. Shipman's home was known to those in the drug buying and selling yes yes it was known as the tree i have no idea why i don't um unless it has something to do with a hickory tree i don't know okay that's as good as any um but at any rate um they searched mr shipman's home and they found several weapons and some marijuana one of those weapons that they did recover was reported stolen in 2010 in Cumberland County. 
And, you know, stolen weapons are entered into a database identified by the make, model, and serial numbers and are not removed from until they are found. So Shipman was charged with possession of a firearm by a felon, possession of a stolen firearm, intent to manufacture, sell, and deliver marijuana, possession of marijuana, and misdemeanor possession of drug paraphernalia. And uh, I like the nickname Thuggy. Thuggy Bear. Thuggy. That's a good one. (laughs) Well, as we wrap it up, what do you have left for episode eight, Nancy? On Saturday, um, March 24th, the Fayetteville Police Department and the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office will be participating in Operation Medicine Drop, which is part of the National Poison Prevention Week. And let's hear from Sergeant Stripe again of the Fayetteville Police Department with more information about the event. Operation Medicine Drop is a yearly event that is really statewide. And it's based mainly to help keep kids safe and help protect our water supply. So Operation Medicine Drop um, is Saturday the 24th. Basically, all we're asking you to do is go through your medicine cabinets, take out any medications you no longer need, no longer want, or anything that's expired, and go ahead and bring it to us on that day so we can dispose of it safely. We're going to be at uh, numerous locations throughout town. Um, the fire department's going to assist us with that. And also the sheriff's office is going to be participating in this, and they'll be at numerous locations throughout the county as well. So for a full list of those, if you go to the Fayetteville Police Department Facebook, um, you'll see our locations. And if you go to the sheriff's office Facebook, you'll see a total list of their locations. I want to say there's about 12 locations total. So we've spread it out throughout the city and the counties. Hopefully there's one convenient to you. And it's really not safe to dump that medicine in the toilet or down the sink or, or flush it in any way because it gets into the water supply. And even if you throw it into the garbage, once it's taken to the landfill, it rains, all that does seep into the ground as well, and it can also get into the water supply that way. Um, we also have year-round drop boxes at our main police department, at our central substation on Sycamore Dairy Road, and our Cross Creek substation on Rayford Road. Those are there um, year-round, and they're during normal business hours, you can access the lobby and drop that medication off if you can't make it out for this event. Saturday's event will be from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. As the sergeant mentioned, you can check the Fayetteville Police Department's Facebook page and the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office Facebook page for more information and locations. Operation Medicine Drop events have retrieved and destroyed more than 89 million doses of medications at over 2,000 events since 2010. That's quite impressive. That's statewide. Well, Nancy, that's it for... Edition 8, Episode 8 of Crime Time for Friday, March 23rd. Feel free to spread the word about this weekly podcast on FayObserver.com. Also join Jacqueline Shambaugh and me for the 910 Preps podcast. It's posted Monday nights. We'll talk about high school sports in Cumberland County and the Cape Fear region. We certainly welcome your comments and suggestions for Crime Time. You can reach Nancy McCleary by email at nmccleary at FayObserver.com or on Twitter at F-O underscore McCleary. You can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at Jones. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time.